0: This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truths Table. Your word is truth, your word is
1: life. Presented by Innervar City Press.
0: Your word is truth, your word is
1: The Daily Audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word.
1: Old Testament Reading Job, Chapter 25 through Chapter 28 Bildad's Third Speech Then Bildad the Shuhite answered, Dominion and awesome might belong to God. He establishes peace in his heights. Can his armies be numbered? on whom does his light not rise? How then can a human being be righteous before God? How can one born of a woman be pure? If even the moon is not bright, and the stars are not pure as far as he is concerned, how much less a mortal man? Who is but a maggot, a son of man, who is only a worm? Job's reply to Bildad. Then Job replied, How you have helped the powerless. How you have saved the person who has no strength. How you have advised the one without wisdom and abundantly revealed your insight. To whom did you utter these words and whose spirit has come forth from your mouth? A better description of God's greatness. The dead tremble. Those beneath the waters and all that live in them. The underworld is naked before God. The place of destruction lies uncovered. He spreads out the northern skies over empty space. He suspends the earth on nothing. He locks the waters in his clouds, and the clouds do not burst with the weight of them. He conceals the face of the full moon, shrouding it with his clouds. He marks out the horizon on the surface of the waters as a boundary between light and darkness. The pillars of the heavens tremble and are amazed at his rebuke. By his power he stills the sea. By his wisdom he cut Rahab, the great sea monster, to pieces. By his breath the skies become fair. His hand pierced the fleeing serpent. Indeed, these are but the outer fringes of his ways. How faint is the whisper we hear of him! But who can understand the thunder of his power? A protest of innocence. And Job took up his discourse again. As surely as God lives, who has denied me justice, the Almighty, who has made my life bitter, for while my spirit is still in me, and the breath from God is in my nostrils, my lips will not speak wickedness, and my tongue will whisper no deceit. I will never declare that you three are in the right. Until I die, I will not set aside my integrity." I will maintain my righteousness and never let it go. My conscience will not reproach me for as long as I live. The condition of the wicked. May my enemy be like the wicked, my adversary like the unrighteous. For what hope does the godless have when he is cut off? When God takes away his life, does God listen to his cry when distress overtakes him? Will he find delight in the Almighty? Will he call out to God at all times? I will teach you about the power of God. What is on the Almighty's mind, I will not conceal. If you yourselves have all seen this, why in the world do you continue this meaningless talk? This is the portion of the wicked man allotted by God, the inheritance that evil doers receive from the Almighty. If his children increase, it is for the sword. His offspring never have enough to eat. Those who survive him are buried by the plague, and their widows do not mourn for them. If he piles up silver like dust and stores up clothing like mounds of clay, what he stores up a righteous man will wear, and an innocent man will inherit his silver. The house he builds is as fragile as a moth's cocoon, like a hut that a watchman has made. He goes to bed wealthy, but will do so no more. When he opens his eyes, it is all gone. Terrors overwhelm him like a flood. At night, a whirlwind carries him off. The east wind carries him away, and he is gone. It sweeps him out of his place. It hurls itself against him without pity. As he flees headlong from its power, it claps its hands at him in derision and hisses him away from his place. Job's search for wisdom, no known road to wisdom. Surely there is a mine for silver in a place where gold is refined. Iron is taken from the ground, and rock is poured out as copper. Man puts an end to the darkness. He searches the farthest recesses for the ore in the deepest darkness. Far from where people live, he sinks a shaft. In places travelers have long forgotten. Far from other people he dangles and sways. The earth from which food comes is overturned below as though by fire. A place whose stones are sapphires that contain dust of gold. A hidden path no bird of prey knows. No falcon's eye has spotted it. Proud beasts have not set foot on it. And no lion has passed along it. On the flinty rock man has set to work with his hand. He has overturned mountains at their bases. He has cut out channels through the rocks. His eyes have spotted every precious thing. He has searched the sources of the rivers. And what was hidden, he has brought into the light. No price can buy wisdom. But wisdom, where can it be found? Where is the place of understanding? Mankind does not know its place. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says, it is not with me. And the sea says, it is not with me. Fine gold cannot be given in exchange for it, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be measured out for purchase with the gold of Afir, with precious anks or sapphires. Neither gold nor crystal can be compared with it, nor can a vase of gold match its worth. Of coral and jasper no mention will be made. The price of wisdom is more than pearls. The topaz of Cush cannot be compared with it. It cannot be purchased with pure gold. God alone has wisdom. But wisdom, where does it come from? Where is the place of understanding? For it has been hidden from the eyes of every living creature, and from the birds of the sky it has been concealed. Destruction and death say, with our ears we have heard a rumor about where it can be found. God understands the way to it. And he alone knows its place. For he looks to the ends of the earth and observes everything under the heavens. When he made the force of the wind and measured the waters with a gauge, when he imposed a limit for the rain and a path for the thunderstorm, then he looked at wisdom and assessed its value. He established it and examined it closely. And he said to mankind, The fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to turn away from evil is understanding. Psalm 111 Praise the Lord! I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart, in the assembly of the godly and the congregation. The Lord's deeds are great, eagerly awaited by all who desire them. His work is majestic and glorious, and His faithfulness endures forever. He does amazing things that will be remembered. The Lord is merciful and compassionate. He gives food to His faithful followers. He always remembers His covenant. He announced that He would do mighty deeds for His people, giving them a land that belonged to other nations. His acts are characterized by faithfulness and justice. All His precepts are reliable. They are forever firm and should be faithfully and properly carried out. He delivered His people. He ordained that His covenant be observed forever. His name is holy and awesome. To obey the Lord is the fundamental principle for wise living. All who carry out His precepts acquire good moral insight. He will receive praise forever. New Testament reading. Luke chapter 5 verses 17 through 32. Now, on one of those days, while he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting nearby, who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was with him to heal. Just then, some men showed up, carrying a paralyzed man on a stretcher. They were trying to bring him in and place him before Jesus. But since they found no way to carry him in because of the crowd, they went up on the roof and let him down on the stretcher, through the roof tiles, right in front of Jesus. When Jesus saw their faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. Then the experts in the law and the Pharisees began to think to themselves, Who is this man who is uttering blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? When Jesus perceived their hostile thoughts, He said to them, Why are you raising objections within yourselves? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Stand up and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, Stand up, take your stretcher, and go home. Immediately, he stood up before them, picked up the stretcher, he had been lying on, and went home, glorifying God. Then astonishment seized them all, and they glorified God. They were filled with awe, saying, We have seen incredible things today. The Call of Levi Eating with Sinners After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at the tax booth. Follow me, he said to him, and he got up and followed him leaving everything behind. Then Levi gave a great banquet in his house for Jesus, and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. But the Pharisees and their experts in the law complained to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, Those who are well don't need a physician, but those who are sick do. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for today and another opportunity to sit with your word, to ask of you by the power of your spirit to Make plain to us and clear to us what you have for each one of us to learn today. God, we are reminded of your healing power and compassion. We are reminded that we are called to live a life of humility and lowliness, even as we are co-heirs with Christ. We are reminded, O God, that you did not come for the well and for the mighty, but you came for the ones who are sinners and that know that they are sinners. We thank you, O God, because of your great sacrifice, Jesus Christ, we can sit at the table with you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that today, even now, you have prepared a table for us, a table not filled with those who are righteous in and of themselves, those who don't need a divine intervention from on high, but those that do. We are grateful that we are counted in that number as we entrust ourselves to you. Thank you for your grace. It is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen.